It's the last week of the tour. It's uh, it's going to be sad when it's all over. I've enjoyed this daily. This is the Between Two Wheels podcast, episode 261, stage 16, Carcassonne de Foix. Foix, I don't know, 178.5 kilometers each day, successively shorter, successively more mountains. Today we have a good one. Here's the profile. 179 kilometers, basically. It's just round it. And cat four, cat three, a sprint spot, cat one, and a cat one. And what's going to happen? I I, know, I enjoyed it, actually. Um, big break gets up the road. Surprise winner. I revamped my fantasy team to take into account this at some point, and I can be able to keep making adjustments. I think I'm running out of budget or something like that. And um, I added in, no, did I add in Hugo Hule? No, I did Joe Dombrowski, and I'm holding him in there. Uh, I had to remove uh, Richard Kamna because he's out after yesterday. I guess he got sick. Uh, two rider, and then Mark Soler. Soleil was sick today as well. I think he misses the time cut. We'll look at that, do a few things. So a big break gives up the road. And um, then from there, you're going to have the win. And then you have behind action taking place. So we'll talk about it. Let's, uh, I guess, just go straight to here it is. So we're just getting in, touching into the Pyrenees, Carcassonne. Um, let's actually take a look at it, Tyler. Put it up on the screen. There you go. Uh, so they're heading west. They dip down a little south, go around this, and then a kind of a loop back in here um, where they almost touch back to the, the same spot. So they hit the Port de Lourdes and the Mur de Puigui, and then into four. It's a downhill descent. Um, well, that's what downhill is, is the descent, Tyler. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Let's take a look at, um, we're going to walk through this GC battle situation here. This is yesterday. Um, as we know, the situation that happened there, um, cute little stage. It's hot. Uh, they came down in, some people wrecked. Jonas is still in the lead. And there you go, wild still in green. And that's what you have. Okay. Um, and you have Simon Geschke in, in polka dots. I don't think anybody's really given him much of a, a run for his money at all. That's almost in a, in a sad situation. Uh, going into today, Pogacar 222 down on 243 over uh, with. So Pogacar 222, 243 is Thomas Bardet in fourth. Now, Bardet doesn't quite have the day that he was hoping to. Um, and then Yates, Quintana, Menchies, Goudet, Pidcock, Enrique Moss. There you go. So the day starts out, um, and here's the climbs. We got all that. A big a big break heads up the road. There's 20. Uh, this thing jumps straight. Away. So it starts out. They're already jumping into the, the the finishing spots here on the on the uh, overall, but there was twenty. They say 28, 29 people in the break, and when I look at it this morning, I'm like, oh, I've got a few riders up there. Mike Woods is up there. Hugo Hule is up there for Israel. Um, you had Damiano Caruso. I mean, there's a there's a litany. Michael Store. There's a few. Uh, Madwa. Those two for Groupama FDJ. Uh, Mateo Jorgensen. Um, you know, I was thinking about jumping him in there, but um, Mateo Jorgensen is up there again, mixing it up. Uh, Wout is up the road. Uh, Brandon McNulty is up the road. Edwin, uh, Edwin, uh, that's his dad. I think. Van Hoydonk is up the road. So you have an interesting mix and you can see some of these teams are starting to, to having to do a few little, they have to play the game a little differently. Right. And, um, some people may not really like what's going on here, but I think putting Wout up the road, is very smart, especially for a finish like this, where you have go over and you have, you know, 20, 30 K downhill to the finish. If you have trouble at all, if your guys come off and you need someone to pull you back, well, it's a great one to have up there. So 
then uh, a UAE decides to do basically the same thing with um, Brandon McNulty. Now, Brandon's had a little bit of trouble. Rafa Michaels, Michael, Micah, Rafa, Micah, Rafa, Rafa, <laughs> RM. He's had some, uh, he's shown that he is the domestique for UAE and Brandon's had a little bit more trouble. So I think it was very wise sending him up the road. And then once again, he, he maybe it's almost like maybe a rest day. He didn't go with any big moves in the, in the break. He stayed there. And as you saw it, um, you, you're going to see it here too, um, that they end up sitting up. So Caruso, I thought he was a big, um, threat. Mike Woods, I thought was a very big threat. Uh, Mike Woods was having a much better day, uh, but that last climb that they go over. So here's here's kind of McNulty. Wow, they're getting kind of popped. There. You have Mateo Jorgensen. These guys are going up and down in the road. They're, they're, the moves from that twenty-some person break started to look really, um, you know, interesting as far as who's going to go up there. The second to last climb, you have does show in here at the, the the break's got eight minutes or so, but uh, Pogacar decides to just kill it and he attacks right and. Um, now, the, the group has been whittled down a bit. I think Van Hoydonk was waiting between the two climbs, so he's not there caught yet. While it's still up the road, he's going to be waiting for later on. Um, so you've got Sepp, you've got Tish Benut, you got some Ineos on the front here, and um, Pagatra kicks it, but you didn't really see much uh, trouble. I mean, it looks like here with some of these videos that, oh, look, he's got a gap. Well, yeah, he got an attack gap. And then um, Jonas had no trouble. Now, Enric Moss, he had attacked with three teammates, two teammates. They tried going up the road. That didn't end up working out. Um, and then they come over the crest. They crest over the top of this climb uh, at 45K to go. And Pogacar tries once again to go down there. But Jonas is uh, is on him. And uh, Garrett Thomas is on the radio. Meanwhile, up the road, Hugo Hule is on the attack. And he had gone on the attack for Mike Woods trying to hope that Mike Woods uh, bridges up to them. When that happened, Mattel, and we'll play a clip here from Mattel Jorgensen. He's like, I didn't see it happen. And so he kind of missed out on that time. So here you go. Hugh goes up the road. Tony Gallopin is 23 seconds back. Matter of fact, uh, Jorgensen actually says he thought Gallopin was the one that they were pulling in when they got in. They still have more people out there. So there's pursuers at 48 seconds. Uh, Waltz a minute back from him. And then 755 to the Malion, uh, the yellow jersey. So they're coming in here. Now they had had Van Hoydunk had had been able to uh, connect on the valley. So he had pulled him through and Nick actually came flying past him. He had to jump on a little bit. Um, so they got him and I, think, I don't know if Tish is in here anyway. It looks like just um, Sepp Cuss. Remember yesterday, what did I say about Sepp Cuss? He's going to have to have Kreuzwick. I didn't say this, but it came to me. He's going to have to have Kreuzwick like shoulders supporting the massive weight of his team uh, due to everyone getting blasted out. He is, I mean, when you lose Roglic, you've lost uh, Kreuzwick. Those are two big mountain goats. Uh, that could have been helping you, and um, now you've just got uh, you just got Sepp, the little American. So here you go. Hugh goes up the road. Uh, Store Madwa, uh, Jorgensen. I think Caruso is in here, and I think this is when they catch uh, Tony Gallopin, and uh, Jorgensen's like, "Whoa, I gotta, I gotta start moving it." So he does. So they come up on the last climb. I'm gonna show this right here because it is a little crazy, and you can see the facial expression of Micah. I'm gonna. Hopefully YouTube doesn't uh, can us out here, but uh, boom, he broke his chain. That's what they're saying. He broke his chain. So he had to pull over. That was Rafa Michael. He broke his chain leading and immediately you see Sepp Cuss coming to the front here and um, you know, they're, they're getting near the top here and Sepp Cuss just puts it on and, and pulls him over the top uh, up at the top of the, the climb. They had Brandon McNulty had pulled over to wait. Um, also uh, Wout Van Ert pulled over to wait. 
Um, and so, but Sup Cuss just drove the, and you didn't see um, Pogacar attack anymore. Um, Sup just rides everyone off the wheels, rides off Thomas, rides off Yates. Uh, Roman Bardet was having a tough time. I think he'd come off with the, the, the second to last climb. Uh, Nairo Quintana held on. Um, Godot had a little tougher time as well. But I think the pace was just so blistering by Sep that you couldn't really get any um, attacks. Danny Martin, Danny Martinez was also up in the break and he did the Brandon McNulty, Walt Van Ert thing as well, sat up, waited for Garrett Thomas, who was just barely off the back of the field and he can help connect him uh, right away, but did not, uh, I think Pidcock ended up coming in. Someone, some other Ineos rider came in with um, Yates, but it was not uh, Danny Martinez and it was not Garrett Thomas. So Garrett Thomas had a lot of, you could, I think he had some kind words here. Up ahead, you've got 30 second gap and um, it's Jorgensen chasing down Hugo Hule. So you got Canadian, you got an American sandwich, or actually the American is the meat in the Canadian sandwich here. Uh, I should have played some clips of can Canadian stuff, like from uh, Canadian bacon. Um, it's it. I know some people out there are saying Canada is a shithole country. I'm not saying that. I, I'm not saying that. I'm pretty proud of these guys out there today. But Jorgensen ends up going down. Uh, and I think Mike Woods actually makes a tactical error. So um, Mattel Jorgensen gets all cut up. And um, he was, you know, right at the 30-second mark. He was really pushing it to try to do it. Um, as it is, he ends up catching back up to Mike Woods again because Mike Woods isn't a great descender. And then they are trying to hold off of Madwa and um, who else was with him? Another another. Uh, French writer for uh, Groupama FDJ. Meanwhile, the main group is coming in. Hugo holds everyone off, gets a fantastic win. Um, evidently, his brother um, had died. He was killed in a hit and run. And um, so Hugo was able to kind of repay his brother uh, back here. A uh, little kind of homage to him coming across the finish line. Uh, meanwhile, um, over a minute back, right near the end, you get Madwalk catches uh, Mike Woods and Jorgensen. And he ends up out sprinting him. Now, I think here at some point it was obvious that Mike Woods and uh, Mateo were not going, the American and the Canadian were not going to catch uh, the French speaking Canadian Hugo Hule. Okay. And I think you should have, Mike Woods should have put in a few little polls just to not let these two Grupama FDJ guys come up and catch them. You get then, I think Mike Woods easily beats Mateo in a sprint. He's got one of the best kicks there of like sprinter guys. He, he does this all the time. He does really well on these kind of finishes. And you get a 1-2 with Israel instead of getting a 1-3. Now, he didn't catch this because he had to sprint this guy here. I, I just think he would have been able to beat Mateo uh, hands down. And so it wouldn't have been much. So um, Mike Woods gets third. And, you know, I guess they don't care. But um, it would have been nice at least to, for Mateo to get uh, on the podium as well. And then I, I never am really understanding this from the main groups. But you have um, Wout sprinting super hard here i don't know if he, i guess he was trying to create a gap just enough and for once you actually see Jonas come over the top of pogachar uh for and then uh, brandon mcnulty garrett thomas um gudo and nairo and then just a small break back to step and danny martinez so here's on the day hugo hule over madwa mike woods a store that's who the other writer was uh and he's um australian not uh, so you got a lot of english speakers up there vlasov vlasov was in the move how could i forget this vlasov was in the move doesn't end up making the the final selection move but uh, only comes down a minute 40 from hugo and so he bounds his way up the um overall uh it's, can we see how far back these guys were coming in maybe show a clock here at the finish 
um, 5.52. So Hugo gets, you know, another four minutes. Uh, up, not Hugo, but um, Vlasov gets four minutes up there and moves his way up the, the, the overall. So Vinigo, Pogacar, no change there. Garrett Thomas, Quintana comes up. He's 4.15. Goudeau, 4.24. Yates drops down, 5.28. Menchie's 5.46. Vlasov, 6.18. Bardet drops, I think, from, what, third or so all the way to ninth. And Pagcock in 10th. All right, let's take a look at, say, look at the results, which we've already seen. But let's break them down by the nations. Let's see how our, our Americans are doing here. Um, Mateo, I think, Mano, uh, I think, I think Palace was in that break too. Uh, so yeah, Palace comes in five forty-five. McNulty five fifty-four. So he just Brandon uh, Palace was up there. Mateo obviously in the front group. Sepkus, Joe Dombrowski, and Quinn Simmons. Uh, Joe Dombrowski. He's my pick still the next two days. Joe Dombrowski, he's a pick. Something's going to happen. I don't know what. Um, let's just do an honorary Canadian poll here. You got a few of them. You have Hugo Hule, Mike Woods, and then Antoine Duchesne, uh, Groupama, 20 minutes back, and Guillaume Bovin, 29, Israel. So there's three riders for uh, Canada. Now, look, I'm also going to just take a look here. Where was it? Um, so Hugo Hule has had a, I should go to all teams here. He's, I was just looking at his results and his, especially his results in the um, Tour de Suisse. So he's got, you know, you can see a spattering of, of results here. He was third um, on the stage to Saint-Étienne. Um, he came in here. Who got, he was third on that day, huh? That's interesting. Um, Fred Wright, Pedersen. Oh, yeah, yeah. So he was close. He was close on that. As far as his other results, he he was 15th for the GC on the Tour de Suisse, but he did a ton of work. And my point is, uh, you go back here and you can look. He's done the last four tours. Um, you know, every once in a while he gets a good a good result here and there. But if you've watched him over the, the last several years, at least like I have um, with Astana and now with Israel, and you see him in the, it's not he's not a surprise rider. He's a he's a strong rider. He can ride in the bunch. He did some great work. Like I said, you can tell he was coming into form in the Tour de Suisse. So uh, no surprise there as far as uh, how well he was going. So um, good for him. Uh, it's, it's cool to see his best results. 47th in the Tour, 11th on a stage, 12th on a stage, 15th in the Suisse, Torino, 7th in a stage on the Tour, 13th, um, two-time national Canadian individual time trial champion. It's Canada, though. So um, And then third in the And this is obviously his best and gets a top the podium and then he gets uh, the top step so uh super super proud and happy for him oh he does cross too should we look at his cross results uh he did a national championships he was 11th so he's just a he's just a basic all-around rider um there you go that's that's for that so let's take it so look it's the first canadian win since 1988 um do we have we have a little bit of a thing here which was steve bauer who had actually um the one of the ds's this is in um, stage, well, it says stage one. Was it stage one? He broke away because he was in like the yellow jersey for like 11 days. So he ends up winning this stage solo for um, chain company, Weinman, I think it was. And Eric Van Der Arden, Eddie Planker, Davis Finney, Sean Kelly, and these guys, Andre Vanderpool. Uh, you've probably heard of him because I think his son is a racer now. So you've probably heard of that as well. Uh, let's go to Mateo Jorgensen and play a clip here. I think we can cue this up. Hopefully it, um, you know, I am going to do share it just a little bit different to make sure that I can brave. There we go.
Okay, let's play a little um, interview with uh, him. Knew it was my last chance to win a stage, and uh, I kind of went all in. They gave me half an opportunity. The team, as long as things didn't blow up behind, I could go for the stage if I got on the break. And yeah, uh, I think I was playing it mostly right. It was getting a bit complicated there in the end once Israel had got the road and Mike was with me. And yeah, I, I took the descent to uh, full gas. You had to take some risk. I had to, I had to close the gap of, I don't know, 20 seconds or maybe more. I was taking risks. And uh, yeah, that's what happens when you take risks. You have a chance of crashing and mostly just disappointment that I couldn't uh, couldn't even finish on the podium at this stage. It just, yeah, just stings a lot. I had good legs, so when you have legs like that, I think it just makes it even more disappointing not to uh, not to win the stage. I mean, yeah, I just had really good legs, and I think uh, when Hugo Hull was up there, I just didn't quite see him go. I was at the car, and and once we got Tony Galloping back before the really steep wall climb, I thought uh, I didn't know that Hugo Hull was even there. And then eventually, I heard on the radio that there was still Hugo up there, so I started just riding on on that wall and. Yeah, uh, I couldn't quite get to him before the top of the climb, which meant yeah, I'd have to pedal the whole descent and with with Mike Woods on the wheel, and yeah, it just got a bit complicated. I, I don't think I'm not I'm not super content with it to be honest. It's another fourth place, and uh, confidence that I have the legs. I mean, I have some injuries now, so I don't know how I'll be in the next couple of days to help Enrique. But yeah, uh, confidence that I'm growing as a rider mostly, and and yeah. I just need to keep uh, getting after it, and maybe next year at the tour I can win a stage. But this year I think it's a bit complicated. Okay, that was the Cycling News Podcast. Not the Cycling News Podcast, the Cycling Podcast. Uh, I thought it was a little interesting. Um, I'm going to go back here, and we're going to look at – we didn't finish up looking at results because, uh, you know, we have to kind of look uh, to see who all has come out of this thing and who is who's still in the mix. So let's take a look at, and we know Bardet lost some time. So we'll just walk through uh, the teams. AG2R, they're getting, I think, look, DNS, DNS. They have three, Quasnafoy, Jungles, and Stan DeWolf is the only ones left in there. Um, Jungles, Bumble Jungle Bob is still a top 15. So, I mean, who knows what's going to happen. Yesterday's winner, Jesper Philipson, loses 30 minutes, but you don't expect much. This team... 20 to 30 minutes are maybe the most compact grouping of all the teams out there. Astana, uh, Lutsenko loses more time, another what three minutes to the main guys up front. Once again, Joe Dombrowski, I haven't heard that he's not feeling well, so I'm assuming this is why this is why I picked him on my fantasy. Uh, tomorrow or the next day, it's a Joe Dombrowski day. That's that's all there's to it. He hasn't done anything. Uh, he's really, really been saving his time so probably come out after the tour that there's some something I don't know about, like he's severed a leg and he's been riding with no ribs or something stupid. Um, BMB, they, I think they had a guy up there. I don't know. They're, they're, they're not looking so hot. 15 to 30 minutes. They didn't, can't group themselves together quite as well as Alpecin. Bahrain, they had Toins. I put Dylan Toins on my list too, and he at least got up in seventh place. I expected something like that kind of out of, out of a Bahrain rider today. Damiano Caruso, Sanchez, Fred Wright, Mahorik. Um, so who, any of these guys, I'm, I'm going to try to talk about who I might pick um, tomorrow as well. Now, remember, it's it's a three-climb, uh, big, 
big ass climbs, uh, top mountaintop finish, <clears throat> not where it had the downhill type of thing today. Uh, but it's a shorter stage, but I just think you're going to, it's going to be harder for the, the break to establish a huge gap in that same reason. Um, and then to stay away. So uh, you're probably looking at Pogacar and, and, you know, I actually added step cuss to the list here because he's, there's so much work he has to do that he needs to stay closer and closer to the finish. And it's going to, um, these last few days, if he's worth anything, which he is, then he's going to be top, probably a top 10 rider in the next two days because he has to stay there and they're not going to let the necessarily the brakes um, get enough time because it's going to be too much action starting too quick, which also means it's a risk because he may get shelled out uh, ASAP, <laughs> right? He may get uh, uh, and and two things real quick here. Why if, before I forget all my uh, my stuff and, and kind of talk about my analysis, I've been I've been talking about the the final time. Let's just Tyler, let's do it right now. Let's go to the final time trial for last year. Okay, I keep talking about it, so. Time trial, stage 20, Wout wins. Casper Asgreen is, uh, Asgreen is second, 21 seconds down. Jonas Vinegar lives, loses 32 seconds in, in third place. But down here in eighth is Pogacar, loses 57 seconds. So you've got, you know, 20-some 20, 20 seconds there. Uh, gap between, um, you know, almost 30 seconds from in, in a 30K time trial. And, but time trial, if you look at the, the profile, it's fairly flat. Um and then let's go to, because I keep saying, oh, this is what he did. So you can't, you can't, okay. And then, and then so here's the final time trial for this one, uh, this year, 41K, 40.7. Uh, and it's got a pitch up a 6.2 pitch at 1.6 kilometers. Now, I, the only thing I could, I had to think about still was I keep saying, oh, well, Jonas kind of, you know, he's no slouch on the time trial, but did we ever expect... Uh, Pogacar to beat Roglic by so much in the 2020 Tour de France? No. And then, uh, kind of good news here, too. It's supposed to be pretty cool the next uh, tomorrow. They, they say, what, it's been 35, 40 degrees Celsius. You do the conversion rate. Uh, and it's supposed to be not barely around 20 or so tomorrow. So it's going to be much cooler. Pogacar is going to be feeling this now. Uh, they all are depleted on their teams. Maybe there's more. And and by the way, I think you it's not so much that hey, he's maybe he likes the cool better than I think some swings in temperature might do more damage than just consistent hot temperatures or consistent cold temperatures. So you've got uh, you've got that interest part. Okay, <clears throat> go back here. Vlasov. I see him continue. Like he he gained some time today. So that was uh, good for him. He went from he moved up three spots, eighth to eleventh. Uh, I don't see much else on their team because Camden is out. He's sick. Um, maybe Patrick Conrad or Groschartner try to get in there, but they're going to have to try to, I don't know, they're going to try to help protect eighth place, probably. That's, you know, usually what teams start to do. Kofidis, their only help is uh, Simon Geshka. I don't see. He's on, uh, Izaguri can climb well, but um, I don't really know. if Kofidis, they, they might as well just give up. EF Education. You had Stefan Bessinger and Nelson Palace in the break today, and Nelson didn't quite have the. I just don't think he's got the legs left to keep doing this. Uh, Rigoberto Oran has gone up there; he's given it some shots and kind of coming back. I think EF is. Um, they need to just uh, and personally Bessinger needs to just pull it back until the final time trial. Just sit in, buddy. Um, hope for the time, final time trial. That climb might be too much for you on the finish, but um, you never know. You might be able to to pull something off there, Gupama. Um, a Pino 
still has a chance. I, I, I still got him going here. So there's still a chance. Medwas had a great day today. Michael Storr. It'd be great to see Michael Storr get a win, but then it would be with FDJ. And then, so I'm conflicted, right? So, but Pino, I still think he might uh, be able to have a chance. But as far as Godot today, uh, 554. So he moves, I think he moved up, right? Yeah, I moved up three spots. I uh, went from eighth to fifth. And that's uh, not so much of anything just from guys um, moving out of the top 10 themselves and having a tough day. So here we go. Garrett Thomas claws himself back on the final climb, the Peregrine, the Mur de something, Peregrine, uh, and pulls himself back up there. Great job. Once again, when these other, as he calls them, whippersnappers start attacking, he can't really go with them, but he knows his pace. He knows what to do. And he just uh, clicks his diesel into, um, you know, autopilot and takes off. Uh, Daniel Martinez was able to hang on there. Um, Yates, I was always thinking when as soon as Martinez caught, uh, got Garrett Thomas up there, I was thinking maybe he would drop back and help Yates. But Yates had Pitcock, and you don't want to look. You saw the chain break of Ralph of Micah, and and that can happen at any point. So a chain break's pretty big, <laughs> pretty big deal. How do you break a chain though? This is a little guy. I, it makes me wonder if this is too much um, cross, like big, big type of stuff, climbing in the big ring, but yet you've got a big pancake in the back um, and your, your chain ring. Uh, so the big cassette, big chain ring, and you're doing a lot of cross and you're just putting a lot of too much flex on these chains or something because it seems odd because I think they change their chain uh, quite often. Uh, but the point is you got these situations. You might need to make sure you have a teammate up there with you in case there's a bad thing, you bike wreck, whatever, uh, to help, uh, you know, the mechanical might be worse than the, or more detrimental than you would have actually with, um, just a, a body mechanical. We've seen that before with, was it Perry Nice with, uh, Roglic, uh, the Giro with Roglic, um, Mike, uh, or Chris Froome a few years ago had some, uh, mechanicals. So remember ran his bike up the hill. But I wasn't thinking of that one. It was it was a different stage. Um, let's keep going through this. Ineos uh, into Wanchi Marche. Blue mentions was able to hang in there. He lost two minutes. He did attack early on. I don't see anybody else on this team doing much uh, in the next two days. Israel, you never know. Mike Woods, Chris Fr Chris Froome today loses eight forty one. I'm actually uh, impressed because he was that eight forty one. Man, that's three minutes or so off the main group, and he wasn't coming off them until he was thirty second. He wasn't coming off of the main group, the the yellow jersey group, until near the top of the top of that climb. And then who knows what he was really doing going on the descent. I did watch a video that he posted about the other day on the Alpe d'Huez and catching up with Pidcock and and he was super happy. Exactly the opposite as I as I predicted of what uh, Lance Armstrong said about him. But he was saying that um he really had to um he said hey I have kids and therefore I didn't descend like uh, Tom Pitcock. Okay, Israel, Jumbo, we know what happened with them. Sepkus moves up, uh, Jonas, or Sepkus, uh, you know, right up there with everybody. Wout, uh, Lauto, did they lose Caleb? No, he stayed in there today. Tim Wellens, climbing well. Movie star, Jorgensen. He's all, I mean, I, once again, you send him up the road for stage hunting and it's only by the, the grace of the fact that Enric Moss is, you know, he lost three minutes or so for the to, um, GC today, uh, down one spot that only since that's happening, then they're not calling him back to help. I mean, he did an attack and they had a bunch of riders all up the, up the road and didn't, Enric just didn't have it. So, you know, their bright spot really this tour has been the American quick step. I got a dog running around in our floor here. Uh, quick step. Uh, don't care about that. Sam Tick, you had Nairo, solid ride on him today. Um, I see him maybe getting a stage win coming up in the next few days. 
Nick Schultz, uh, solid move there. I think, I'm not sure if he was in the break, but he only loses about two minutes to the uh, yellow jersey. Total energy is nothing to worry about there. Team DSM, uh, Broman Bardet loses a decent amount of time, drops down um, four, five spots from fourth to ninth. We already did a uh, track. There's no one there. And UAE, second place, we got Rafa Micah. He ends up 43 minutes. So, ouch. Oh, that's overall. Sorry. <laughs> On the stage, he comes in 14 minutes down. So, that was a you know 10, 10 minute or so bike change that he had to get a chain. Um, woof. Rough going there, buddy. Uh, let's see. Let's take a look at tomorrow's stage. Once again. Uh, as these the stages uh, increase in the next few days, they're just it gets short. I think it's 130 kilometers tomorrow, and then um, Thursday is actually about 140, so they're both close in distance. But uh, you got a cat one at the Ausbahn, it's a, it's a classic climb, and then like a double kicker up to the cat two, Diang Kazin, five uh, percent there. Uh, and then you got a nice at the Paraguay, uh, what do we got? Uh, 119 to 131. So Wow, you got a decent finish. 8.5. No, that's uh, the uh, 8.1 kilometers. So two good, really ones. And look at this uh, Col de la Valeron, the Azet. It kicks at the top there, the last half kilometer. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what, when that goes into the black there, the deep, deep uh, climb. It's not as bad for the final climb, but, you know, once you've been doing others, if, if, because um, I really expect uh, over the top of this one, and then they have a tad little a Ludenville, uh little climb there that's uncategorized. But, uh, you know, if you can get away a little bit down the descent, get another kick, and then hit into the final one. So I, I expect some fireworks here on the two and the one before the one, uh, the final. There we go. And then how to come. How to come, a little bit more famous, uh, the, the Beast, HC, a Cat 1, and then an HC. That's uh, 144K, and you've got 12 kilometers 17 kilometers, 10.2, and 13.5. Those, though, you know, you, you see that and it's like, damn, that's that's some heavy-duty stuff. And then uh, when it really comes down to it, though, all it is is uh, just guys riding on the front, drilling it, dieseling their way around. Anything about these towns that we need to know about tomorrow? Saint-Jean? No. And the Paraguay? It's a large ski resort in the French Pyrenees, situated in the department of the Haute Pyrenees in the Haute Garonne, in the region of the Aquitani. The resort was created in 1988 when the Paris Sword and the Agons resorts were joined. Okay. Um, the same thing, cycling. The climb to the ski resort can be accessed from, okay, we don't care about that. Called the Paris Sword. The summit is situated 1,605 meters, 5,200 feet. The climb was used in the Route du Sud. It's now the Route du Aquitani. When David Moncoutier was the first rider to cross the line, going to win the whole race. 2012 Tour de France, um, Perigord, stage 17 of the Tour. Um, the summit of the King of the Mountains was 1,000 meters by the end of the height. We don't care about that. The first over the summit was Alejandro Valverde. We've heard about him. Uh, who went on to win that stage? Chris Froome, Bradley Wiggins, 19 seconds behind. Roman Bardet won the stage in 2017 Tour, while Fabio Aru, just retired this year, took the yellow jersey from Chris room there you go the stage was also stage 17 at 2018 tour when tana kangert was first over the top off over the jersey of the summit there we go people i think we're done for today i uh, hope you enjoyed that 
So 16 in the book, we got a Canadian, we got a Frenchman, we got a Canadian and then an American and then an Australian. That was the top five we had there today. I was hoping for American top. That's all. I mean, you know, he's, he's redheaded, but I mean, you can, I know there's no soul, but you can still hope for their, <laughs> their success. I'm kidding. Um, yeah. So tomorrow, I think tomorrow is going to be a little bit more exciting. And we say this, but you're going to see, uh, Nairo's been looking better. Godou's been looking better. He says he rides better in the, in the Pyrenees than the Alps. You've got, um, Garen Thomas coming off just a little bit, but man, there's no separation that I'm seeing. Weather and mechanicals teams are maybe the only thing that can um, get one of these two riders, and you're gonna have to have you're gonna have to have more than 220, less than 220, for um, Pogacar to take this win. See ya.